0: Baruch Halevi, be here from the Defiant Spirit. Thanks for tuning in to my podcast. This is available um, both in audio and video. So if you want visuals, jump over to the YouTube channel you and get that all at thedefiantspirit.org. You can certainly just listen in and I will share with you um, like a commentator on a sports um, broadcast. I've been watching a lot of college football. Actually, I've been listening to a lot of college football, and I really appreciate some of the details that they offer there. Um, I'm listening on XM to my beloved corn Cornhuskers, Nebraska Cornhuskers, and um, Kansas Jayhawks. Both of them stink. J- Huskers stinking worse than the Jayhawks. But when I listen to them on XM, I get uh, play-by-play detailed descriptions and That's my point. That's what I'm going to share with you, but hopefully we'll fare better than both the Huskers and the Jayhawks. So this is not a sports podcast. Um, That is the end of my sports passion, college football. That's it. It's almost over for the season. And then I don't watch sports again until the next season. But what I do watch is... Uh, I watch some TV. That's one of my things, and I'll be doing a podcast here shortly on um, Ted Lasso. Just finished up Ted Lasso. I like to do the Enneagram of Television or the big screen because I think it brings home the vibe, the feeling of numbers of these types in ways sometimes that um, only you know a picture or a movie can do. So I'll be doing the uh, Ted Lasso thing in the next few days, recording it with my good friend and uh, partner in Enneagram, uh, financial Enneagram, Wealth360, my friend Michael McFiner. So we'll be doing that. But for now, I want to talk about Enneagram 5. Today is the Enneagram 5, the investigator. So if you are watching, you're seeing right now a picture of Enneagram 5. And for those listening, What the five is, is simply, um, this is from my program, by the way, Defy Your Number. I have now a complete Enneagram system, um, Defy Your Number system, and then that's the base foundation of my program. And then from there, we have different supplemental programs like Wealth 360, so Enneagram Through the Lens of Wealth lead 360 Enneagram through the lens of leadership. And then I'm working on less businessy ones and more personal ones like grief, relationship, divorce. But the foundation is called the Defy Your Number program. And in all the programs, the foundation or the Defy Your Number um, Enneagram type is the same. And so we build from there. And for the five, the investigator really revolves around thinking, around thought. So Enneagram five is in the head triad. For those of you who know a little about the Enneagram, you know, there are three triads. For those who don't, there are three triads um, of head, heart, and action or gut. We've talked about one, two, three, four up until this point, formally going through each one week by week, both Defy Your Number, Base Program, and Wealth 360 with Mike, with Mick. But um, the Enneagram 5 is the first one that we've gotten to that's in the head triad because the head triad is 5, 6, and 7. And so the head types, the the thinking types, really are um, em- exemplified, is that the word I'm looking for, embodied by the 5. 6 and 7 are thinking types, but they... Do something different with their thinking. Whereas fives are, you know, the deep thinkers. They truly engage thinking as their primary pathway through the world. Of course, we all have thinking going on, we all have access to thinking, but the fives, for them, it is the primary MO, how they move about the world. So, Enneagram fives. I'm looking at a picture right now with some famous fives. Let me read you some famous fives because, um, again, I think pictures is worth a thousand words. So, Enneagram fives, uh, famous investigators, um, Anthony Hopkins, Daniel Day-Lewis, Peter Gabriel. If you listen to Peter Gabriel's music, but more importantly, if you watched his um, videos, if you grew up on them like I did, he really pioneered a new era genre of music videos. I mean, watch like big time and it's just very cerebral. So, you know, even his music feels a little more heady than a little more gutty. That's that word? Hearty. Um, Anthony Hopkins really seems to play fives in movies, just a much more cerebral kind of a character. Diane Sawyer, I think maybe she's an eight, but I I have her down here as five. I don't know. Jodie Foster, very... Five ish actress. Jane Goodall, of course, uh, scientists. Many scientists are fives. I'd say disproportionately fives, maybe ones, but but very much fives. Um, Julia Stiles, Eckhart Tolle. Any of you have listened to or read Eckhart? um, Very five ish. I mean, I'm going to do one of these days the self help Enneagram types. So Tony Robbins would be a three, an achiever, just to give you some context. Eckhart Tolle would be the embodiment of the five. And if you love Eckhart Tolle, right, then you probably really resonate with this five-ish energy. Um, Stephen King, lots of, um, lots of, not sci-fi, what's the word? Like horror novels, uh, mystery novels written by five. So Alfred Hitchcock, Stephen King. Um, anybody else down here? But um, who's the movie producer that probably should be down here? Um, Stanley Kubrick, right? These are all five thinkers. Now, that's sort of the, the artsy side of five. Andy Leibovitz, um, of course, famous photographer, Michelle Pfeiffer actress, Al Pacino actor. But then there's the whole tech side of five, And I could spend an entire afternoon talking about the tech side of five. I'm going to probably do a standalone Lead360, the leadership um, business side of the fives, because here are three examples, but there are so many. Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey. The list goes on and on. I would argue that half of Silicon Valley are fives, the technical side. Startups usually entail a tech side side. At least the tech technology startup, which are most startups today, and a, a businessy side and entrepreneurial side, which is probably more of a seven or an eight, three. So, but the tech side is oftentimes disproportionately fives. They are the they are built for the information era. They are really now in their prime, 30, 40 years ago when I was coming of age, um, you know, they were called the nerds. I think they still are called the nerds, but the same word has radically different connotations. You know, back in my day, Revenge of the Nerds, kind of this breakthrough movie and really positioned at a time when we were moving into the information era. And that movie, if you've seen it, if not, it's an, I love this movie, but I thought it was a little more child appropriate than it is. I rewatched it with my kids and. All of them were fine with it, but my 11 year old, I think, it was a bit much. I kind of um, forgot some of the scenes, anyways. Um, it's a story, as, as I'm sure you've seen them. There's no, no spoiler alerts, it's like 30 years old. It's, um, you know, the Revenge of the Nerds that this nerd mentality and the way they were treated, certainly in the prior to the, the 90s or 21st century was very different than it is today, because today they are masters of information, of data, of technology, you know, um, look at, you know, like Zuckerberg here on the page. I mean, this guy has transformed the way we live and operate Facebook and and Instagram. He didn't invent Instagram, but still uh, Meta owns it. Bill Gates, again, Jack Dorsey and Twitter, the list goes on and on. And so they really have an impact or power today that they never had prior to recently. So that's true with all of the investigators, but especially in the realm of technology. So what drives a five? What's that kind of at their core? And they're called the investigator sometimes... um, different names of different systems I do oftentimes refer to them as the thinker although I think it's unfair because all types of thinkers and five six and seven all think in a different way so it's a little misleading I think to say thinker but it's what we usually stereotypically think of as a as a thinker is, is in many ways a five um they're they're incredibly cerebral. It doesn't mean they don't have emotion. And that's when you get into the subtypes. There are three subtypes. I'm not going to go, this is not a, this is an introductory to the, uh, introduction to the Enneagram types. So I won't go down the path of subtypes, but Enneagram five subtypes are very, very different. There's three subtypes for every one of the Enneagram types. There's um, self-preservation, sexual, and social. And a self-preservation five And a sexual five are like night and day. Sometimes in some Enneagram types, they're nuanced. So like a self-preservation nine and a sexual nine aren't worlds apart, but a sexual nine and a self-preservation five are some ways worlds apart. I literally just came back from coffee with a good friend of mine, Tom, who's a sexual five. And talking with him, I almost forget I'm talking to a five because that's sexual. It's not sex per se, again, not a subtype conversation right now, but it's more of an emotion. It's more of a intensity, interpersonal connection. And so, you know, he could pass as some of the more emotional types, maybe a four, but he's a five and that's that sexual subtype really makes it look very different when we talk about you know kind of traditional fives we are thinking i'm thinking more of kind of mark zuckerberg land a little more heady a little less emotional but all fives have access to emotion and and we'll talk about how they get there because it's very different than the other types um but they lead with thinking they process the world through thinking does it does it make Um, sense to you is something I would say to a five. I wouldn't say that to a two or a four, the emotional types, but to a five. You know, does that make sense? Because if it doesn't make sense, if the architecture doesn't, you know, play out in their head, then you can't have the engineering. You have to have the architecture to make sense for a for a five, especially all head types, but especially a five. Now I'm an eight. I'm a challenger. So does it make sense? I don't know. Does it matter? I'm going to take action anyways right resonate does it resonate for you um 8 9 and 1 the body types do you feel that 2 3 and 4 do you feel that especially 2 and 4 so for 5 does it does it make sense they they have an insatiable brain we all are you know all human beings are hungry for knowledge we we take in tremendous amounts of information all day every day 5s Needed. It's like oxygen to their system, and so thinking that leads them to a curiosity I find in fives that oftentimes isn't always there in other types. And so this thinking, this processing, this this curiosity. I'm, I'm reading the slide for those of you listening. Here's my play-by-play. Play. Um, thinking, objectivity. There's, an, there's a there's a there's a they're healthy and unhealthy. Objectivity for fives. Fives can make great therapists. Fives um, certainly can make great scientists. When you're looking for somebody who's better able to delineate from feeling emotion versus thinking clarity, rational. Because oftentimes, you know, we need a therapist. We need a an outside person to witness our life, to give us clarity, to get rid of some of the drama, some of the noise. So. You know, like Eckhart Tolle really talks a lot about going beyond the the um, the drama, the emotion and getting into the kind of the clarity and the truth of of something. Um, another five ish teacher. I just blanked on her name. Is it true? Though Some of you will know. God, I quote her all the time. I, I love her work. Byron Katie. She's a self-helper that I would probably say is a five. And she really gets into this concept of pure fiveness in your situations, getting rid of emotion altogether. Is it true that nobody likes me? Everybody hates me. I want I should go eat some worms. Remember that? Um, is it true? Well, though, you know, like most people hate me, but some people like me. I hope that's more than true. Um Challenging these kind of these emotional, irrational beliefs and statements and worldviews. Is it true? So this objectivity. Fives have a better shot at objectivity than non-fives. And it can be a superpower in dealing in realms that some of us just get lost in the emotion, the mess, the chaos. Fives are well suited for finance, as an example, where you know I want my financial planner to. Have an objectivity that i don't necessarily want my partner to have um or you know i don't know whatever but my my financial planner michael feiner is a three he's a self-preservation three which can look a lot like a five so fives and and threes certainly self-preservation threes and ones have this have an objectivity to them like none of the other types, and especially of all of them, five. So able to really discern between, you know, that kind of false, true, what's fact, what's fiction, what's drama, what's you know, essential, what's what's true. Um, clarity. Fives that I know have just this clarity, this worldview. Now it can be challenging because the world's a messy place, relationships are messy, and sometimes fives can get tripped up in the complexity of life. fives and ones for me are one of the kind of mistypes that I have a hard time with until I can really put them into the right camp. they can look very similar. For example, there some people say Elon Musk is a five. I think he's a one. This isn't a one conversation so I'm not going to go down that path. but I could see the case for a five same with Warren Buffett. Um, oftentimes people will say he's a one I think he's a five. Um, having read quite a few uh, books about Warren Buffett and listened to many podcasts, and growing up uh, a mile and a half away, he was in Omaha, Nebraska. He was very much uh, kind of a part of my childhood, or certainly when I was you know a young adult. And I thought, you know, long and hard about Warren Buffett. I think he's a five because there's a dispassion, qual- dispassionate quality to Warren Buffett that I, I don't think elon musk has and fives can be incredibly dispassionate cool calm collected now i understand the um the reason why you would put buffett into a one because there is a methodical nature but fives can have that too and i think there is a distance for for buffett that i don't see in musk as examples um, now that that's, that gets us into some of the I don't know the darker sides of this particular type. Every type has a light and a shadow. Says so in the Talmud, the greater the person, the longer the or the sorry, the taller the person, the longer the shadow. So you know the tallness of five stands tall, heads and shoulders above the rest in certain areas, and that casts a long shadow. So let's get into some of the shadow stuff. Before we do, if you're looking, you already see this. If you don't, I have on every page of my system, um, Defy Your Number system, when you when you engage me and you buy it, you'll you'll see for yourself. There's fun stuff. There's kind of more dry cerebral, you know, the nuts and bolts stuff. Really try and keep it lively and mix it up. On this page, we're looking at if fives were an animal, a country, and a profession. So if fives were an animal, I have down here, um, fives are owlish, or owls are five ish. <laughs> I guess it can't be owlish. So, five ish animal is an owl. Why? Because, you know, for obvious reasons, right? They're discerning, they're distant, they look down from above. Their eyes are the biggest feature on them, taking it all in, um, taking in more than they're giving out. Sort of in the background, I've, if you've ever been near an owl, like out in the woods. You can just walk past them and they're watching you, but you don't even know they're there. It's like this, just this distance thing that's hard to describe, but very five-ish. A country, I have Finland. These are not, this is not hard and fast rules, but uh, my best guess and looking at other people's systems. But I I think the Finnish are known to be analytical, sort of unemotional, very precise, precision, so I think that's a very five-ish country. And profession, well, tech, you know, like tech, 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 tech. Um, what is it? Apple, Google, Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft, whatever the handful, I guess, of the top five account for something like 25% of um, of the stock market or certainly in the NASDAQ, I don't know, um, of, of their earnings and their um, the wealth. And the bottom line is, th- those were all, except for maybe Apple. Those were all founded by five. Steve Jobs, I think, was an eight. Um, sometimes argued as a one, but I really do think an eight. Very different than Elon Musk. Anyways, um, so certainly tech all day, every day, five. Okay, so what drives a five? And on this page two of the Defy Your Number program, you'll see for yourself. I'm not giving away the house here. There's 45 pages per type, um, so or something like that. So these are substantial ebooks, and soon there'll be videos to accompany them and workbooks. But um, on page two here, the foundational components of a five. So idealized self, that's how they, you know, it's it's not necessarily conscious. It's what's playing in the back of their mind. Remember Back in the day, tapes before fives came along and turned them into CDs and then into MP3s, um, or even prior to that, records, you know, the record kind of on skip. I am knowledgeable. I understand. This is always going through the back of a five's head. Um, I understand what's happening. I'm in control and control of, of my my thinking, my understanding. And that's how you I navigate the world, my resources. This is a big piece for fives to control. <coughs> excuse me. I'm sorry, I went off air there for a second. I'm not about to um, try and figure out, not that five to to figure out how to um, fully stop the, stop the tape here, but you'll bear with me one more second. We're back. Okay. Um, You know, fives always conserving their resources. So fives are conservative type. Doesn't, Necessarily translate politically. I have no idea, no data for that. But it definitely translates in the way they move about the world. Because what does it mean to be conservative, to conserve, to hold back, to pull back? Five is part of the, there's many different triads, and they're part of a triad of how they get their needs met, how they move through the world, the withdrawn group. So they withdraw fours. Fives and nines are part of this withdrawing triad. It doesn't mean they are withdrawn or they're um, what's the word introverted. Although fives tend towards introversion, but you can break through some of that with um, the subtypes. But there's a pulling back quality because look, they're so freaking smart that they have a deep sense of self-reliance, of autonomy, like. Many other types do not have. I would argue that five is perhaps top one or two of the most self-reliant types. Maybe eight and five would be tied for self-reliance because fives they they just know what they're doing. At least in theory, at least in the ivory tower, at least until the rubber meets the road. You know, um, real life wisdom may be very different for them maybe much harder wisdom and, and knowledge that's the difference between the five and then every other type because five I do believe has higher IQ certainly higher capacity for information but information isn't wisdom it's just potential wisdom you know knowledge plus life experience equals wisdom and so one of the challenges for a five a big challenge is that they may be, living from the neck up. They may, well, I heard it once said that some fives kind of treat their body like it's here to carry around their head, like it's secondary and that the brain and the processing of information is their primary reason for being. Now, I don't think most fives necessarily know this. It's just how they end up on autopilot, reacting, living unconsciously in life. And so the work really of a five is to shift, for those of you looking at the uh, at the video, right, to shift from head to heart or head to gut to action. And that can be a very difficult thing for a five because the world of action, the world of heart is messy. Fives and ones, and this is where I get kind of confused sometimes, ones the reformer, like it clean. They're purists. They're idealists in that sense of, you know, theory is great. It's just reality sometimes sucks. And so for five, they may be pulling back sort of a hoarding feeling. It can be financial. We'll talk about that in our Wealth 360 approach to five. Mick and I will be talking about um, the five as the conservative investor and holding back quality, But it can happen in regards to time. Fives may be very reluctant to volunteer their time, to volunteer their money, again, not because they're cheap, but because they feel drained by the world. I had an uncle of blessed memory who was a multi, multi millionaire. And he used to, there were stories, at least I didn't experience this, but there were stories of him driving a beat up old Toyota or whatever, and that he would turn the Um, gas off at the top of the hill to save money. And then he would coast down the hill. (laughs) I don't know if it's true, but it's very five-ish because that would just be conservative. You'd be conserving resources. They're probably great conservationists um, worried about the world's resources, But that can be taken to an extreme and, you know, certainly turning your car off at the top of the hill. um, Probably not the most efficient way to conserve resources. So you can start, you can see how you can start living with this kind of withholding or this fear of running out. Fives especially, especially, especially do this with emotion. So what does that mean? You know, when you're around a five, sometimes it feels like they're withholding a little bit. When I'm with fives, I I just feel, I know that it takes them time to open up, to trust that they're not, you know, kind of going to become a leaky bucket where it's just going to all drip out of them. And so they're really guarding the valve, you know, letting you in a little, turning it off. Um, They don't like surprises. Fives are known to not like surprises. So really believe a five when they say, I don't like surprise parties. I don't like surprise visits because... They're caught off guard. They need time to process. Five's brilliant, but they have a much slower operating system, right? They don't run, you know, the newest uh, iPhone, um, the newest iPhone app or operating system. They, you know, they're like much older edition now, probably a tried and true edition, probably you know, just equivalents of a, of of smart, of sophistication, but it's slower. and And this bugs the crap out of sevens, especially. Because remember, we think either like a five, six, or seven. So regardless of whatever type you are, you think like a five, six, or seven. Most people I meet are not fives. Most people are sevens or sixes. Fives are a little more rare. And especially when it comes to seven, the sort of the extroverted thinking type the fast thinking type they can become very frustrated with fives fives need time to go away to back off to withdraw to process what they just experienced and especially emotions which is why um surprises are so hard because you know i, I there's no t- processing time fives will be in a very difficult emotional situation and they may feel cold they're not they go away, they process their their everything slowly, but especially emotion, and then they come back, they just need time to digest. So if you have fives in your life, give them space, give them time. Of all types, they need space more than any other type. They can't breathe when you're on top of them intellectually when you're demanding too much from them too quickly. Now, this can be especially challenging for, let's say, the two, the helper. Twos and fives in some ways have nothing in common. I'm going to show you just for those looking the uh, slide. So the two and the five, they have no actual line of connection. They're not wings, wings on the other, other side of you. Um, they're I can't even think if they're a part of any triads. I think they are one triad and just blanking on which, but hardly any connection. Now you can get there through the eight and that's another conversation. But interestingly, fives and twos probably have one of the most frequent set of marriages of all the Enneagram types. Twos, again, the helper, very emotional, certainly good with other people's emotions. And what I see with twos is they know how to reach into a five and elicit the emotion to... Um, pull them out to nurture them. Fives need nurturing. And twos, across kind of the Enneagram on the other side, need objectivity, need clarity, need, you know, is it true kind of conversation. And so they're really a good match for that reason. Fives, um, however, you can, twos I've seen unhealthy or reactive twos and or reactive fives inundate each other. It just can be so much for a five that they can't breathe, and so they go away from their feelings. I'm going to end with with this. Try to keep them around a half hour. Um, the work of a five is to feel the feelings. Fives feel deeply, but they, again, they have a hard time accessing them and learning how to access it. For those of you looking, for those of you not looking, I'm showing uh, again the enneagram picture, and there's only one gap in the Enneagram. If you look at it later on, if you're listening, you'll see between five and four, there's a big gap. Everywhere else, of course, there's a little gap, but there's lines coming out of it. There's connectivity, but this big gap is between five and four. Why? Because this is the bottom of the Enneagram. This is the more darker, complex, intricate side of the Enneagram. Nine is much lighter in energy, the lightest energy, uh, if you will, and five plus four equals nine really dividing up this more complex shadow side of the nine. Well, four takes on the the complexity, the darker side of emotion. Five takes on the complexity, the darker side of thinking. And so bridging this gap is the biggest gap to bridge in all the Enneagram and in life. To go from head to heart or heart to head is a massive, massive journey, especially when you're a pure thinker like a five or a pure feeler like a four. So these are like concentrate expressions of each feeling for the fours, thinking for the fives to make that journey is the work of the five to go from head to heart. We need both. We live in a world that tends to celebrate this or that either or and we need we need a both and reality, a both and world and we need um, that five energy in our lives for those of us who are not um you know intellect, Dominant, we are you know feeling dominant or or gut dominant, action dominant. And for four, for fives, we need to be able to cultivate um more feeling to feel our feelings. I'm not going to go any further than this on the slides. It's just really the first and second slide, and it gives you just enough of what you need to know about the five. Fives are amazing human beings. We need them, they have been responsible for probably more breakthroughs in. Western civilization, well, all of civilization than any other type. Without them, I wouldn't be communicating with you vis-a-vis the internet. I wouldn't be standing under you know this incandescent light bulb or I guess fluorescent light bulb. Um, they make our lives possible. We must, must, must appreciate the fives and we must also. Um, appreciate them enough to understand that they live with a lot of fear around that emotional space. They want it, they need it, they're capable of getting there, but on their time frame and in their on their pathway. And that's really why I do these. That's why I'm so enamored by the enneagram. It's not about putting somebody in a box. It's about helping understand the box, the the limits that we've placed upon ourselves. Enneagram doesn't put you in your number, in your box, in your prison. You've done that all by yourself. The Enneagram shows us where we have walled ourselves off and the pathway to and through that so we can stop living as a reaction um, to our lives and reaction as our number, and we can defy our number. That's what this is all about, to defy your number, to choose your response, as my teacher Viktor Frankl says, to choose your response in life, to choose the higher side of your number, to choose all the numbers because they're all in you. So with that, listen to the next podcast. Um, By the time you're done with this one, hopefully it'll be out or out shortly with my friend Michael Feiner on the conservative investor when the Enneagram 5 meets um, financial strategies. And maybe we'll have some guest um, um, Enneagram conversations of each type here pretty soon. I'm I'm working on that. And until the next time, defy your number and live your spirit, jump over to DefineSpirit.org. Take care. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Defiant Spirit podcast with me, your host, Dr. Baruch Halevi. The Defiant Spirit is an offering of Soul Center to center for spirituality, meaning, and healing. And if you'd like to learn more about the Defiant Spirit or Soul Center, get more inspirational content, access to a variety of online programs, or see how we might work together to discover deeper meaning in your life, greater purpose for your life, or live the Defiant Spirit power within your life, visit defiantspirit.org. Until then, keep living your fine spirit.